0: So, Erev Tov, good evening, and Chodesh Tov. Today was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, first day of the month of Nisan. And in two weeks, it will be the beginning of the Chag Pesach, the holiday of Pesach. So we're beginning to get ready for the holiday of Pesach. We'll prepare ourselves, and a part of this conference will be about the subject of Pesach. The subject of tonight, the title is, When Body and Soul Sit Down for Dinner. Beautiful. A dinner with the body and the soul. So you probably guessed already, we are talking about the Seder of Pesach. It's a physical meal with physical laws, things that we must eat and in very precise ways. So there is the body part. But there is mainly the soul, the meaning. What does it mean? What are we doing it? And during the night of Pesach, we are joining the soul and body. In a unique manner that we do not find in any other Jewish meals. You know that Jewish holidays are always connected with food. There is a special food for each holiday. On, uh, on Purim we, hear the, we eat the Ozne Aman, the Hamantashen. On Hanukkah we eat the Latkes. Each, you know, there is a special uh, cookbook for each holiday. On Pesach, there is also there is the matzah that we eat, and we're going to go through. But this meal of Pesach has something unique between the unity of the body and soul that we do not find in any other holiday. If we think about the meal of Pesach, we can think about three different times. The first meal of Pesach that happened when our fathers were still in Egypt on the night between the 14th and the 15th of Nisan, of the year 2448 from the creation of the world, that this is 1313 between common era, it means more than 3,300 3, 300 years ago, that night there was the first meal of Pesach. And on that meal of Pesach, we needed to eat, The Korban Pesach. The sacrifice of Pesach. The sacrifice Pascal. And... uh, Yes. And... um, This is the part one of the meal of Pesach, was the meal that was in Egypt, actually in Egypt itself. Part two of the meal of Pesach is the meal that exists in the time of the Bet HaMikdash, of the Holy Temple. When we entered the land of Israel for almost a thousand years, there was a temple, first temple for 410 years, then second temple for 420 years. And during that time, we used to, every eve of Pesach, on the 14th of Nisan, each group of families, bring a sacrifice. And on the night of Pesach, we used to eat that sacrifice. And that was the center part of the seder of the meal and of the mitzvah of the night of Pesach. And part number three of this meal is the seder that we have today, that we do not have the Korban Pesach, the literal sacrifice of Pesach. There is no temple, so therefore there is no sacrifice. But there is the night of Pesach with all these mitzvot. So we have three Seder Pesach. Three times. Time number one. The first one. It happened one time. In the night before we came out of Egypt. As you all know, we came out of Egypt midday. In the middle of the night, Hashem came. And was the last one of the ten plagues. The plagues of Makad and Chorot. To kill all the firstborn. And Paro himself, the king of Egypt, was the firstborn. And he said to the Jews, go out of Egypt, please. I want my life to stay here. I want to stay in life. But we said, we're not going to go out of Egypt like a middle of the night, like a ganav, like a teeth that run away. We're going to go, middle of the day. But that night we ate the Korban of Pesach. So that was Pesach 1, Pesach 2, in the Bet HaMikdash, with the sacrifice, Pesach 3, today. In the conference of today, we're going to try to see the differences that there is between the three Pesach, and try to take a lesson in our lives. Of what can we learn something from these differences and from the Pesach that we have today, and from the first Pesach and from the Pesach of the time of the Bet We will also speak about one detail of the night of the Seder. It's the Afikoman. You know, Afikoman. It's a very interesting word, and. I'm asking you a question. What is Afikoman means? In which language is that word? What is Afikoman? It's on the night of Pesach. You know that we're going to put on the table three Matzot. Each one in front of him is going to have three Matzot the top one, the middle one, and the bottom one. And there um, is this very special order of these three Matzot. In the beginning of the Seder, we take out the middle one. And we cut it in two. It's called yachatz. We cut it in two. What do we do with these two parts? The smaller part, we put it back in between the two, big, the two full matzot, and we're going to eat it when we're going to eat the matzot. But the bigger part, when we cut it in two, the bigger one, we put it on the side. And it's called afikoman. What do we do with this part that we put on the side? Till we're going to eat it at the end of the seder, there is two different customs ones to do with it. Some has the custom to put it on the side or to hide it. Some even have the custom that the children are looking for it. It a very old custom that, that, that um, it's called Minhak Sfarad, meaning already from Spain. That one of the children of the table used to take this big piece of matzah on his shoulder. And we ask him, who are you? And he answers, I'm a Jew. Where are you coming from? Coming from Egypt. Where are you going to? Going to Yerushalayim. And uh, what are you carrying? I'm carrying a piece of matzah. And this is how the, the, the agada used to begin with this introduction of the, of the child with the matzah. So some this matzah, they, they, they just put it on the side, some are hiding it. This matzah, is half of matzah, this bigger part of the middle matzah, we will eat it at the end of the seder. Seder means an order. The night of the Pesach do is a very special order. And at the end of this order, the conclusion of this order. At the conclusion of this order, we will uh, eat the matzah, this piece of matzah, and that will be the conclusion of the seder. After this, we do not eat anything more. We some prayers, but we do not eat anything after this matzah. It's like the desert. The end. The desert. The end of the. The end of the meal. This uh, Matzah Afikoman. But what is the word Afikoman means? So we're going to speak about the three different meals. And speak about what Afikoman means. And we're going to speak about the parashah of this week. What we are learning. But before that just to begin with something very concrete. When will be Pesach this year? Pesach this year will be in less than two weeks from today. It will be on Wednesday night. Eight of April. Mercredi soir, le 8 avril. On that night, it begins Pesach. On that night, we the seder of Pesach, and the seder of Pesach outside of Israel it's for two nights. So we need to make two times the seder of Pesach. Wednesday night, the eighth of April, and Thursday night, the 9th of April. Pesach, it's eight days outside of Israel. And they are separated in two different categories. The category one is the first two days and the last two days. The first two days and the last two days they are Yom Tov. There are holidays. These days they are like Shabbat. We do not touch electricity. There are holy days, and we are only during this day having for Hashem. The middle days they are called Chol Amoed, means half holidays. They are Chol, meaning they are regular days, but Moed, they are still Pesach. So today that we can uh, take the car and uh, today we don't say go around because we don't go around so much. But at least touch electricity, uh, call the phone, learn together, call the family in the middle days. But they are still Pesach. That means that we cannot eat chametz, We cannot eat anything that is bread. And I want to make a little parenthesis, parenthesis and mention that, you know, we said that in the supermarkets today there is no more pastas. Because uh, there is two things that are very difficult to find. It's pasta and toilet papers. That is just for the joke. But the pasta, it's chametz. On Pesach, we cannot eat the, 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 the pasta. We cannot eat the bread. All the chametz that we have before Pesach, meaning this year before April 8, we put it on the side, we close it in the locker, and we write a paper, I will send it to all of you by email, that we are selling these chametz. It's not ours for eight days. After Pesach, we're able to open back and to eat it. But during this eight days, it's not ours. It will become back after Pesach to be ours. And we are eating only matzah. And I want to use the, the opportunity and say that we have matzah for everyone. We also have Haggadah, Haggadot, the book of Pesach for everyone. And everyone is, uh, please contact me in a private way after this conference or any time. And we're going to make sure that everyone has everything he needs to be able to have a proper Pesach. So the three meals of the night of the Seder, what it means, Afikoman, and the parasha. This week, parasha, this week we are beginning the third book of the Torah, Sefer Vayikra. Book of Vayikra. The book of Vayikra is a book that speaks about the korbanot, the sacrifices. And the parasha of this week, first parasha, speaks about specific type of sacrifices that they are called korban yachid, private korban private sacrifices what means korban yachid there was two types of sacrifices type number 1 korban tzibur, public korban it's a korban that is bring one animal in the name of the entire jewish nation there was the central part of the korban tzibur was a daily offering that was one animal in the morning one in the afternoon Korban Tamid, the daily sacrifices, from the morning and from the afternoon. And this is why today there is the prayer of Shacharit, like the first Korban, and prayer of Mincha, like the second offering. And in the Beit HaMikdash, we always used to begin the day with this Korban Tamid, with this do- daily offering in the name of the entire Jewish nation. And the last Korban that we brought every day in the Beit HaMikdash was the Korban Tzibur, the public Korban Shalbena Arabayim, Korban Tamid from the afternoon In between these two Korbanot Everyone was able to bring a private Korban And in this Parashrah of this week, we speak about all the different types of private Korbanot that exist There is, uh, for example, an uh, offering that not necessarily an animal can be uh, uh, flour and uh, oil there was uh, called Menachot, there was sacrifices that we bring uh, to thank God, there were sacrifices that we bring for when we made a sin, private sin, general sin, and in this parasha of this week, this is basically the idea of the parasha that speaks about five different types of the Korban Yahid, of the private, uh, when a person brings a private Korban. As we just mentioned, the day in the holy temple used to begin with the one Korban in the name of all the Jewish nation. And it used to finish with one Korban in the name of all the Jewish nation. When we have brought the Korban, the public Korban of the afternoon, after that we cannot bring any more private Korban. If someone comes after that hour and said, I want to bring a Korban, I want to bring a sacrifice because I want to thank God, or because I made a sin and I, I made Teshuvah or I regret, and now I want to bring a Korban, we told them come tomorrow. We very brought the afternoon korban, general korban, so it's not possible anymore to bring a, a private korban. There was only one exception. There is one sacrifice that we bring after we have brought the general korban of the afternoon. What is this korban? It's korban Pesach. The sacrifice of Pesach. sacrifice of Pesach was different. He was brought in the afternoon. After we brought the the. General Korban in the name of all the Jewish nation. And then each one goes in his house with the meat of this Korban and eat it with his family. And on the night of the Seder, the central mitzvah, we're going to go right into the mitzvot, was that uh, Korban to eat. Korban Pesach. And in truth, Pesach, it's the name of this Korban, this is why the whole day is called Pesach, this Korban is Pesach. What is the translation of the word Pesach? We all know. Pesach means Passover. Why? Because on the first time that we ate that Korban, now we're going back to the first meal, first time we ate that Korban, in Egypt, there was a mitzvah. Each Jew should stay in his house and not go out at all. It was dangerous to go out. It's written in the Torah. In that time, Hashem gave a green light To the angel of death To go outside It was the killing of the reshaim Of the uh, In that time the ancient Egypt That made suffer the Bnei Israel That made suffer the Jewish people And when there is this uh, bad angel That is outside Don't go outside in that time Stay in your house This is what the Torah said So everyone stay in his house And what he did He ate the Korban Pesach. He ate this meat. Now, how we has to eat it? There was a lot of things around. Al matzot yuchlu. He ate it with matzah. We ate it with maror. We ate it with a lot of things around. But the central was this. That was the Pesach in Egypt. Today, we do not have the Korban Pesach. We do not have a meat. Even if we eat meat during the night of Pesach because we are, we're eating a nice meal, it has nothing to do with the sacrifice. We shall never say that this meat is connected with the sacrifice because then it will have a special holiness and it will not be. It's forbidden today to eat the sacrifice of Pesach because we're not able to bring it. So we don't eat we don't the sacrifice of Pesach. So that mitzvah, that commandment of the Torah, we're not able to apply it to do it today. So how many mitzvot? There is, on the night of Pesach, I'm not going into customs that there is many of them, but how many mitzvot? And the answer is five mitzvot on the night of Pesach. Two mitzvot, the Oraita, two mitzvot from the Torah, and three mitzvot from the Chachamim, from the sages. Before to say this, I just want to say a short introduction. When we say commandment from the Torah and commandment from the sages, doesn't mean that the one of the Torah are more important, they are first class, and the one of the sages they are second class, God forbid. They are all from Hashem. But there is some commandment that did not apply, we don't have all the conditions, enabled to do it in the way of the Torah, because there is not the Beit HaMikdash. And it's what the Chachamim, so we do it because of the sages. But it's important to know that there is these two categories, but we should do all of them with the same energy and the same joy. What are the two commandments of the Torah to do on the night of Pesach? And as we mentioned before, this year, or out Israel every year, two nights. Commandment number one is to eat matzah. It's a commandment from the Torah. To eat matzah, and it's good to have special matzah, handmade matzah, matzah shmurah. Even that we buy some, you know, the square matzah in these boxes, they are good to eat for Pesach. But at least for the night of the Seder, we should have the round handmade matzah. And what we mentioned before, that we have here many matzahs handmade like this. And we're going to make sure that everyone will get three of these matzahs for the night of Pesach. This is Mitzvah number one. Mitzvah number two from the Torah on the night of Pesach. Is to say the story of Yetziat Mitzrayim. To relate the story, to speak about it. Now I will tell you something that is written in the Jewish law in the Halakha. If someone sees the night of Pesach by himself. Okay. Matzai needs to eat. Does he? Sure. But does he have the mitzvah to say the story with his mouth? And the answer is yes. He has to talk and to say. We came out of Egypt. This is what happened. To say the story. Now in general we make sure that no one stays by himself on the night of Pesach. We invite people. We bring it. people. The community together. But actually this year, as it looks like now, with the help of Hashem till then we will be in the holy temple with the Bet HaMikdash, all united, but how it is now, we are in exile and there is, the, for health reasons, everyone is staying by him. Some people may do the seder by them by themselves, or a few people together, or family together, or two people together. Doesn't matter. Each one has to do the seder by himself. We're going to make sure he has everything he needs. He has to prepare the matzot, he has to prepare the bottle of wine or grape juice to prepare the ingredients and to have the seder and he needs to say the story of coming out of Egypt This is the Haggadah The central part of the seder is telling the story So the Haggadah is a text in Hebrew But each one shall say with his mouth the story of Egypt in the language that he understands In English, in French, in Russian, doesn't matter, he has to say the story So we have two mitzvot on the Torah for the two nights of the seder Mitzvah number one, eating matzah. Mitzvah number two, saying the story of Egypt. Before to go into the other three mitzvot from the Chachamim, I want to share with you a story. You know that tonight, it's a very special night. Tonight we are the second day of Nisan, Bet Nisan, and exactly 100 years ago, 100 years ago from today, it was the passing of the Rabbi Rashab of Lubavitch, the fifth Lubavitch Rebbe, Rabbi Shalom Dover. 100 years ago, he passed away in Rostov, and on the same day, his son, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe became the Rebbe. So I want to tell you a story that when Rabbi Yosef Isaac, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, was a child, on the night of Pesach, he asked to his father a question. And he listen, the question from a child. The, story, the question is like this. Every mitzvah we do, before the mitzvah we say, a bracha, a blessing. For example, before we put the tefillin, Before we wrap the Tzvilin around our arm, we are saying a bracha, saying a blessing. That Hashem gave us the order, the mitzvah, the commandment to do it. Every mitzvah. When we wash the hands, mitzvah of the Rabbanan, we say, Now on the night of Pesach, there is two mitzvahs from the Torah. We said, one, eating matzah. So before eating matzah, we are saying a special bracha. Beside the bracha amot Tzilechem Haaretz That we are saying Every time we eat Something that is made From cereal like bread Or matzah This is not the bracha For mitzvah It's bracha Before we eat Before the matzah there is a second bracha The bracha of Asher kideshanu Bemitzvotah vitzivanu Al achilat matzah There is a special blessing Again I'm saying We have a special book Of Agadot of Pesach And everyone That needs this booklet For the night of Pesach We're going to make sure that before the night it will arrive to him. Please send me a private message after this shiur. And we're going to make sure that everyone has the booklet and the matzah and whatever it needs. So there is two, there is a special two blessings. But one of them is the blessing of the mitzvah that we say before eating the matzah. But when we come to the second mitzvah of the, of the Torah, of the night of Pesach, the mitzvah of telling the story of Egypt, we don't say bracha before. If you look in the text of the Haggadah or in any text, you will not find that before saying the Haggadah we are saying a blessing. Now if it is a commandment from the Torah, and it is a commandment from the Torah, so it will have to say a blessing. Asher k'rish'anu the Kodosh Baruch, gave us the commandment. Mitzrayim, or something similar to that. He gave us a commandment to tell the story, and then we say the story, we say the blessing, and then we say, but we do not... This is the, when Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak of Lubavitch was a child, he asked this question to his father, the Rabbi Rashab, that his father 100 years ago, from today, passed away. His father told him like this. I don't know the answer. But when I was a child, I asked that question to my father. And my father told me, his father was the Rabbi Maharash. I don't know the answer, but I will tell you a story. When I was a child, I asked this question to my father. His father was a Tzemaq And my father, the Tzemaq told me, I don't know the answer. But when I was a child, I asked the question to my grandfather. Rabbi Shnur Zalman, the first Lubavitcher, and he told me that he doesn't know the answer. Why we do not say a blessing before saying the story of coming out of Egypt? But, he will tell me like this that before saying Birkat HaMazon, before we, at the end of the meal, every meal that we eat bread, or matzah, or Chala, or bread, we say Birkat HaMazon. Birkat HaMazon is a commandment from the Torah. After we eat, we should thank Hashem. Before Birkat HaMazon, we do not say Yebrachah, that HaKadosh Baruch will give us a commandment to say Birkat HaMazon, even this Mitzvah. So the first Rebbe answered. The same way we do not say Yebrachah before Birkat Hamazon, the same way we do not say bracha before the Agada. That was his answer. What is the meaning of that answer? What is the meaning of that story? That Birkat Hamazon is a blessing that we say after eating, we say a blessing. So we don't say a blessing on the blessing. The Agada is also a blessing. We are blessing Hashem that it took us out of Egypt. We don't say a blessing on the blessing. This is why we do not say a blessing on the Agada. This is uh, one answer. You should know that it's brought in Sfarim. It's brought in Halacha. Another answer. That the Kiddush that we say in the beginning of the meal, especially the Kiddush of, of Pesach, you know, the Seder begins with the Kiddush. That's the first one of the steps. It's Kadesh. We take a cup of Kiddush and we say the Kiddush. And during the night of Pesach, we need to drink four cups of wine. The first one is the Kiddush. According to some opinion, the Kiddush... Is the blessing on the story of Egypt. But this is only if it's, one, if it's one story, if all it's the Agadah. According to some opinion, the Kiddush is not part of the Agadah. Therefore, it cannot be the blessing. And this is what we said that we do not say a blessing on the Agadah. Coming back to our subject, we have two commandments from the Torah on the night of Pesach one eating matzah, two saying the story, and three commandments from the sages. What are the three commandments of the night of Pesach? One is to drink four cups of wine. During each one of these two nights, we need to drink four cups of wine. If someone cannot drink wine, they should drink grape juice. But the best is to drink wine, kosher wine, évidemment. And the second mitzvah is to eat maror. Maror is to remember the bitterness that was when we were slaves in Egypt. There is different custom that we use, what we eat. We use uh, lettuce. Some people are eating uh, very uh, sharp uh, vegetable. The, the, we call it the maror, the chen, the refor, or the zandive Whatever we eat, we eat uh, vegetables, something uh, bitter, to remember the, the, the hardness of Egypt. So this is two of the three mitzvot of the Chachamim, the four cups of wine, and the maror. And the, and the, the third one is the kidush, that we say. So on the night of Pesach, each one of the two nights, we have five mitzvot. Eating matzah, Saying the story of Egypt, the two from the Torah, and the three from the sages. Four cups of wine, eating maror, these eat vegetables, and the kiddush. I say it in the last, but in truth, it's the first one from the fifth. Now, when we follow the Haggadah, when we follow the book of the Seder, we'll have all of the, 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 the different things. The maror in English is horseradish. So, uh, and uh, all the different uh, customs of what we use, the horseradish sharp that we use for the Maror. So, these five mitzvot, it's what we have now. In the time of the temple, it used to be another mitzvah. It used to be to eat the meat. That used to be a commandment from the Torah to use the meat from the Korban Pesach. And now we'll go back to the beginning. I will go back to the difference that there is between the first one of the meal that we had in Egypt and the meal that was in the time of the temple. That will be part one. And part two, we're going to explain the difference between the meal that was in the time of the temple and the meal that we have today. Part one: difference between the meal of the time of the holy of the first time we came out of uh, Egypt and the time of the temple. The Korban Pesach, the sacrifice of Pesach is a sheep. When we were in Egypt, there was a commandment that was given on the first day of Nisan, like it was today. And that commandment was B'esor azeh, on the tenth of this month, each one shall take a sheep, bring it into his house. And keep it, the sheep, for four days in your house. On the 14th of the month, each one will make the Shekitar, the sacrifice of this sheep. And it will make with it a barbecue, meaning not to cut it in pieces and to put it inside the top and to cook it. But it shall be with burning fire, like a barbecue, the whole together, the whole... Ship together. And on the night you shall eat it. That way to make to make the sacrifice of Pesach was only one time. When we came out of Egypt. In the temple, during thousand years that we ate Ka'ban Pesach in the time of the temple, we ate it, this sacrifice on the night of Pesach, we bought it the eve of Pesach, but we do not brought the, we didn't bring the animal into our house four days before. That is something unique. And point number one, we're going to explain why in Egypt it was needed to bring this sheep into your house four days before Pesach. Why do we need four days before to have a sheep in your house? Bring it a day before, two days before. Say each one, organize to have a sheep before, it doesn't matter how many days. So to have precise that on the 10th of the month you will be in your house and on the 14th you should make it, it was very precise. Now Rashi, that is an explanation of the Torah, asked this question. Why we needed to bring it four days before? The sheep in your house. And he gave an answer from the Midrash Michilta. And the Midrash said, it used to be in Rome, a very famous sage, a chacham, a sage of the Talmud. His name was Rabbi Matiah ben Harash. And he has a teaching that he loved to say. He used to say it. It's not something that he said once. He used to say it. He used to say that when when God decided to take out the Jews of Egypt, it came out the time that he had to do what he promised to our fathers. He promised to Abraham to the first Jew, "Your descendant will be slaves in a country that it's not their country, for 400 years, but then I will take them out. So it has come the time that Hashem has to fulfill the promise that he made to Abraham, to Abraham that he has to talk us out. Now we had a problem if we can say so. The problem was that the Jews we were naked. Naked. Without closing. Ve'at erom a E'rom in Hebrew means naked. Why we were naked? We were naked of mitzvot. We didn't have good deeds. And he said I have to take them out but I need to to them clothing before i need at least they should have a mitzvah that i can say they deserve to come out of egypt so i'm going to give them a mitzvah this is why god gave us two commandments before coming out of egypt in order we should not be naked what are these two commandments Dam pesach the blood of the sacrifice of pesach you know we, in the time of egypt you took the sacrifice of pesach we put it in, around the door. And Hashem passed over the house. As we said, the angel of death were outside, were in the other house. But the, the Bnei Israel staying in the house they, on the night of Pesach, they were protected. They had the blood around the doors. Dam Pesach, it was one commandment. Second commandment, Dam Milah. The blood of the, sacre, of the, of the Brit Milah, of the circumcision, Blizonia. And a Jew that did not have the Brit Milah, the circumcision, was not allowed to eat the sacrifice of Pesach. And during the slavery in Egypt, they didn't do the Brit Milah. So before Pesach, they all did the Brit Milah. They all did this, the, 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 the circumcisions. Now when to make a as I did say it. if someone has a circumcision, but it was not made as a mitzvah, it wasn't made like in the commandment of the Torah. So then we just have to take, from, according to the Torah, there is a special way to take out one drop of blood, and it should be the mitzvah of Brit Milah, in order to be, what means Brit Milah? Brit means a covenant, an alliance, an alliance, a bond between Hashem and His nation, that we are connected with them. So there was two, blood of the sacrifice and blood of the Milah. And because of these two good deeds, we were not naked. And because of that, God was able to take us out of Egypt. This is what Rashi said. This is why... It was taken, the sacrifice, four days before. Now we do not understand the answer. Why four days before? In order to have to mitzvot. With only four days before, how did he answer his question? The question was, why we took the sheep four days before? The answer is, we have two commandments in order not to be naked. But how did this answer answer to the question that we need to take the sheep four days? So there is one explanation. It's brought in the Baal That said that. When we do the Brit Milah. For the first three days we are in pain. We cannot travel. You know how we know that from the Torah. From the story of Moshe Rabenu, Moshe Rabenu, Moses. When God revealed to him at the burning bush. And he said go take out the Jews of uh, Egypt. He just had a baby boy. And... uh, the baby boy, he decided Moshe that he will not do to him the Brit Mila. He will not do to them the circumcision right away because then we'll travel. It will be a danger. And then the Torah said that they stopped in a hotel or know, like a place to stop on the way. And then the wife of uh, Moshe Rabbeinu Tzipora, she made the Brit Mila because Moshe was in danger and she understood that nothing from God came without a reason. And if he's in danger. That means that uh, we need to do something. So she did the Brit Milah to her son. And right away Moshe Rabbeinu was saved. But from this we learned that to do a Brit Milah and to travel it's dangerous. So the Baal said the Jews had to do the Brit Milah. But then they need to go out of Egypt. So how many days before? Three days before they bring the Korban. They bring the Korban. So already on the day number 10. They did the Brit Milah. Three days they rested. On 14 they brought the Korban. And they came out of Egypt. On the next day they came out. And this is why he said we brought the sacrifice into the house on the 10th of the month. In order to put together Pesach and Milah. They brought the sheep into the house. They made the Brit Milah. That was the same day. And four days before, after we had passed the three days of danger. They have made the, 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 they eat the sacrifice. And they came out the next day. This is why... The, the sheep is taken on the 10th of Nisan. That's the answer of the Balaturim. But that answer is uh, not according to the simple meaning of the Torah, because Rashi said that the Brit Mila, they did it actually on the 14th of Nisan. On the same day that they, same, before the night that they ate the sacrifice, this is exactly when they decide to make the sacrifice of uh, to. The Hashem told them to make the Brit Milah. I mean, even the order came exactly on the day of the sacrifice of Pesach. So the Brit Milah, according to Rashi, was not on the day 10, was on the day 14. So we come back to our question, if the Brit Milah is on the day 14, why do we need to bring the Korban on the day number 10? And look at the answer, how it is beautiful. And I will ask another question. If we were naked of mitzvot, and God was looking for a good excuse to take us out of Egypt, so it's enough to have one good deed. Why need he to give us two mitzvot? Blood of Pesach and blood of Mila, and the explanation is like this, in the good deeds, in the mitzvot there is two categories, mitzvot ase, positive commandment, and mitzvot lotase, negative commandments. Positive commandments, and it's in the very to, to our life, into our life, there is two things, there is two good things that we do, good things that we do in being active by doing something, and good things that we do by not, going, not doing the bad. That's also good. It's called mitzvah lo Mitzvah don't do. Don't kill, don't steal, or don't do anything the Torah tells you not to do. So by not doing that, it's a good deed. If I want to do something, I want to do Anyone can think about any action that the Torah tells you not to do. And I hold myself and I don't do it. So I'm not doing a mitzvah. I'm doing the mitzvah, the commandment of Hashem of not doing that action. That's a mitzvah that is called mitzvah klotas, a negative commandment. When I do actively something positive, I'm doing a positive mitzvah, mitzvah tase. Now, the two commandments that were given to the Jews before coming out of Egypt, they are powerless to these two categories. In Egypt, the god was the sheep. They, wore, they worshipped the, the sheep. The sheep, the animal, was a god to them. And when Hashem said to the Jews, take the God of Egypt and bring it as a sacrifice, it was something that was very hard to do. How? So sometimes when you do something and you are ashamed, you do it and you hide. You know, Like someone can think I'm going to do a mitzvah, people may look at me, what are they going to think about me, I'm going to hide. So why made the Jews think that in order to do Koban Pesach, He will cut it in small pieces, he will put it in the pot, he will cook it in the house that no one shall know in Egypt that is in the middle that is going to eat the god of the Egyptians, of the ancient Egypt. Hashem said, no, you have to make a sacrifice of Pesach and you have to, you have to make the sacrifice of Pesach and you have to make of it uh, we have to make with the sacrifice of Pesach a barbecue. Meaning that you're going to cook it all together. So it will be, you're not able to hide it. You cannot put it in the pot. It will make a huge smell. Now imagine what it was in Egypt. There was millions of people in the same time making a barbecue outside of a whole ship. Burning it. It was a smell that probably smelled all around Egypt. Everyone knew what the Jews are doing now. Now, not only that, sometimes when you do something that is very big, I'll explain what is very big. The Jews in Egypt, it's not just we were slaves in Egypt. When you are slave, you have this mentality that goes into you. We were not slave for a week. We were slaves in Egypt for 210 years. 210 years means generations. Means that these people that are going out of Egypt, they were born as slave. Their parents were born as slave. And their grandparents were born a slave. This is a part of your mentality. So what is the God of you, master, is for you very important. This is, the, this, is into the, this is how you were born. This is how you live. You don't know something else in your life than the fact that the sheep is the God. And now we are telling you, take this, what it was always by you, so important for you, master, and make of it a sacrifice and eat it. It's something that goes out of the mind. And to do it in such a public way. Sometimes when we do something very big, we want to do it very fast before to think. When we do something very fast, it's good to do something very fast, something good, but it doesn't mean that you really accept it, understood it. In life, to have a process of something to go into you, it takes a few days. How many days it takes in able to say that a decision was not taken fast? It was a decision that you took by thinking about it. And I'll tell you what it takes. It takes four days. How do I know four days? There is a story with Abraham, with the first Jew. That God told them he had Abraham had a very difficult life. A very difficult life with the first Jew. He has ten tests into his life. When he was a child already, when he was young, he was thrown into the fire because he believed something else than the other people. He believed in one God. Then God tell him, take your package, go out of your house, go out of your family, go to a place I was tell you, he didn't even know. He arrived there, there was uh, anger. Everything was difficult by Avram. But that was not enough. So, As Siam said, I will send you a, a test number 10. What is test number 10? Take the only child that you have from your wife Sarah, that you are waiting for them years, and that was born when you, are, you were 100 years old and your wife or where she was 90 years old and take this son and bring it to me as a sacrifice Now The angels they will say look he became crazy. Look he's doing it So Hashem said look it's gonna take the time And able to think about this decision not to do it right away that he got crazy and he did it He thought about it and you accept to do it and this is why when Abraham went to the Har Moriah, to the place, to the mountain where he brought track. You know where was this mountain? It was in Yerushalayim, the mountain where later the Bet HaMikdash is built. is in front, in the other side of the Kotel, where we all go to pray on the western wall. This is where Abraham brought Yitzhak. And the Torah said that he had the way that became shorter. He became in a very short way, what was supposed to be a long way in that day he did very short. But it was still three days of, of, of walking. Three days of trip. So God said to Abraham, the next morning he went, three days. That means he arrived there four days after the order of God. Now if it was a short way, why four days? Make it one day. Why did God he made it shorter the way? But why? He had to go straight, still stay three days in the way. And three is in order that Abraham should have time to think about it. And if he wants, he has time to go back. And to decide it's something crazy. Even God is asking for me. I'm not doing it. So Hashem gave the time to Abraham. From the moment he gave him the order. Three full days to think. And on day number four he will do it. And then we'll know. That when he's doing it. He really had time to think about it. And he really meant it. And he accepted it. The same way. Abraham brought his son Yitzhak. Four days after the order of God. The same way. When we had to. Take out from ourselves the God of the Egyptians, the sheep. Hashem said, take it in your house on the day number 10 of the month. And on the day number 14, you will bring it as a sacrifice. In order for you to accept it, to have time to think about it. It's inside of you. I understood and I agree to take these other gods out of me. And from now on, there is only God. You know, I just want to to say something about now. We are now in special times, special days. People are in their house. And uh, most of our activities, they're not in the usual way. And it's time that we should think about ourselves. About our spiritual life. The Rambam said that whatever God do, uh, it's for a reason. Everything that happens is for a reason. We don't know the reason, but it is for a reason if God did it. And if God asked us to stay in our house, maybe we have to think. We have to think about ourselves. What are the real values of life? And how can we be better people? And I'll tell you, when something happens in life, if we come out after this time and we stay the same that we are before that happened, so we didn't get the message. Now that we are living in in a unique time, special time, that each one is in his house, when this time will pass, and with the help of God, it will pass very fast, it has to be that the life after should not be the same that the life before. It has to be that the life after is with something that we understood, something new, something deeper, something that we, had, we took the time when we sit into our house, each one to himself, to think what are the real values of life? What is really important? What is my purpose on this world? And us as the we have the Torah as a guideline. And this is the time that everyone should think into ourselves. What he can do to strengthen himself. In the way of Torah and Mitzvot. I'm saying this because like the four days that we had to think in Egypt. From the moment we took the sheep. Until we brought it as a sacrifice. So this is the commandment number one. Commandment number two. It was the Mila. So this is the positive. To bring the sheep is the idea of the negative commandments I'm taking out the other gods I'm taking out the negativity and the other mitzvah the brit milah is the connection with God the positive action so there is the negative action what's called the sur merah get far from the bad vaasetov tov and do the good so these are the two parts and it's why there were two mitzvot there were the mitzvah of The blood of the Pesach, this is to take out the bad Sumerah, and the blood of the Milah is the Asetov. So now we have the difference, we understand the difference, that it was between the first time that we came out of Egypt, and during the time of the Holy Temple, that only in the time that we came out of Egypt, only that year, there was a sacrifice that we took four days before. During the Temple, we didn't didn't need it, we already took out the the, the idols, we already believed in one God. So we can take the sheep right before. The four days was only one time. Now we have the difference between the first meal of Pesach in Egypt and the other meals in Pesach in Egypt. Now I will go to the second part and with that part we will conclude. It's the difference between the meal in the time of the Beit HaMikdash and the meal today. Today we don't to have the sacrifice of Pesach. But we eat something instead. What are we eating instead of the sacrifice of Pesach? The Afikoman. What we mentioned in the beginning, that the middle matzah of the three, we cut it in two in the beginning, the smaller part, we put it back inside, and the bigger part, we put it on the side. That bigger part, we need to eat it after the meal. When we already ate, we already totally rasazie, we finished our meal, then we eat this part of matzah, and after that part of matzah we do not eat anything else, we drink, we drink not a cup of wine, The cups of wine we can even drink water if we need, but not eating, we do not eat after that matzah. Why we eat it after the meal and it's the last? Because it was the same as in the time of the temple, that the meat of Pesach, we didn't eat it during the meal. First we eat. When we were full, then we eat that meat of the korban. <laughs> so it's very special. That wasn't the main course. That was after the main course. After you finish to eat, then you eat the meat of Pesach. Why? Because the meat of Pesach is not for the meal. It's for the mitzvah. Don't mix it. Eat what you need for your body. And then have the mitzvah, the meat, the meat of Pesach, the meat of the sacrifice. Today that we don't have this meat, instead we have the matzah, this big piece of matzah. You eat the meal, you finish to eat. Now you're going to eat a piece of matzah not because you're hungry. Not because you want to eat. Because of the mitzvah. So we need to understand that. We will explain it. In a deep way. That will be the last point and the, 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 and the, the conclusion of our idea. The thing that we mentioned before. Sorry. We mentioned before the, what it means, Afikoman. It's a word in uh, Aramaic. Afiku, bring out, bring out from the kitchen, man, the dessert, the conclusion of the meal. So they used to say in that time at the end of a meal, Afiku man, we finished the main course now, it's the time to bring the dessert. So this piece of matzah, it's the Afiku man, that's the dessert, that's the conclusion of the meal. So it's called Afiku man. Now why? So I'll tell you something interesting. You know that on Friday, it's a day that we should not eat like every day of the week. On Friday, we should eat a little bit less. Why? In order that the night of Shabbat, when we eat on the night of Shabbat, we are eating with good appetite. And because the night of Shabbat we need to eat with good appetite, this is why in the afternoon of Friday, according to the Jewish law, we should not make a meal, a big meal, and eating bread and make a big meal in the afternoon of Friday. It's the it's a We can eat, but not a big meal. We, we can eat a big meal in the morning, but in the afternoon we should not eat a big meal, in order that when it comes Friday night, Shabbat, we eat with a good appetite. And what's very interesting, that Pesach is the opposite. On the night of Shabbat, we are telling you, eat with a good appetite because it's the mitzvah of Shabbat, so have a good appetite, enjoy this meal. And on Pesach, we said, no, the the meat of the sacrifice that used to be in the Beit HaMikdash, or today this matzah that is the command don't eat it when you're hungry. Eat it after you're full, eat it just for the mitzvah. Why this opposite thing? And here we come to the idea, when body and soul sit down for dinner, the Torah, in general, It's not something that is done only with the soul. It's done also with the body. The mitzvot, the commandment of the Torah, is something that we shall enjoy. The body together with the soul. We are not telling us, elevate your soul and forget about your body, but elevate your soul with your body. The Torah is teaching us that when the way of Torah and mitzvot, the way of practice in Judaism, is with joy, it's with happiness, it's with good health, it's with a healthy body, the body and the soul together. So, body and soul, they sit down for dinner. This is why, when comes the meat of Shabbat, the meal of Shabbat, we're saying we want you to eat this mitzvah and to enjoy it. When are we enjoying a meal more? When you didn't eat before, if you already ate before, you're not going to enjoy so much the meal of Shabbat. We want you to enjoy the mitzvah, tell you enjoy it with your body. So, your soul will enjoy because it's a mitzvah, and your body will enjoy, and like this, you're going to elevate both of them together. This is every Friday night and every Yom Tov, every holiday. But there is a little problem to it. Not necessarily that the body is joining the soul. Maybe the body is not really joining the soul. The soul is happy because it's a commandment of the Torah, because of the mitzvah. The body is happy. How do we know that it's happy because it's a mitzvah? Maybe it's happy because it just want to eat. <laughs> Who said that the body is now reducing on the joy of Shabbat, of the joy of Yom Tov? It just maybe of the joy of the food. That's it. And we want that the body should enjoy the mitzvah together. So we need that the fundament we want to teach to the body. That there is something else beside the body. There is the soul. There is the mitzvah. Once we have taught to the body. That it exists something higher than he needs. Than the needs of the body. Then the body will be able to be part and to join together with the soul. I will explain. The fundament is Pesach. Pesach. It's the fundamental day is the birth of the Jewish nation, the beginning of our calendar. It's Nisan. The first of our holidays is Pesach. Also in history, our history begins with Pesach. We came out of Egypt. We became a nation. From then, we received the Torah, Shavuot, and then all the rest. But it begins with Pesach. Pesach is the fundament. Pesach is Ikar V'yesot, Gadol is the fundament and the central and the and the central piece of our Religion, of our practice, of Judaism, of it's Pesach. This is why Pesach is so important. We're all very attached to Pesach. We should all be very careful with Pesach. Pesach, so we want to give them now a lesson on Pesach. About the point that we are saying. We want to say, look, we want to teach the body that beside the needs of the body, the body has needs and they are important. And the Torah wants you to take care of them in the proper way. But beside that, don't forget, there is need of your soul. It's not enough to take care of your body, it's very important. We should have a healthy body, but that's not enough. We should have a healthy soul. And the same way we are trying to be careful to do good and not to do bad to our body, the same way we should be careful for our soul, to do what's good for our soul. Now the body doesn't know that, the body knows that he needs. So come past, he said, look, we're going to teach you that there is eating not because of a meal. Not because you're angry. Not because you want to eat. you is eating because of a mitzvah. This is why the meat of the sacrifice of Pesach that used to be in the time of the Beit HaMikdash and today, this piece of matzah we eat after the meal. Now we're going to eat just because it's a mitzvah. We're going to eat a piece of matzah not because I want to enjoy it, not because I want, not because my body wants, because my soul wants to get attached with God. And wha- how is my soul getting attached with God? By doing God's commandments. Each mitzvah, each good deed I'm doing, I'm getting my soul attached to HaKadosh Baruch himself. And now we understand something very deep. Pesach, that we eat the afikoman, this piece of matzah after the meal, give us the possibility that every Shabbat and every Yom Tov, we're going to eat when our body wants, because we didn't eat on Friday afternoon. And our body is going to enjoy, not only because the body wants, but because of the mitzvah. How is the body know that there is something of the mitzvah? Because of Pesach. So, Pesach, we find here something very deep into the holiday of Pesach. That Pesach is teaching us that the body and the soul can sit together and enjoy the same dinner. And I want to conclude with something concrete and saying, as we mentioned, that there is all the commandments of Pesach. We should do it in the proper way. And this year, that we will, uh, all of us, be sitting probably, you know, we hope in Yerushalayim, as we said, but if not in our house. On Pesach, we should take the time to do a proper Pesach. To learn about it before. You can learn, you can check on the internet before Pesach, we can open books. We can understand the deep meaning on Pesach. To do it proper with all the commandments as we mentioned, with the deeper meaning. And to take time, this Pesach, in the days before. The same way it was in Egypt, that there was four days that we thought about. We need to take out the Egypt about, out of us. This year too, we need to take out of our mind, of our heart all the things that we thought before, that they were the center of the world. And now these days, we are going into a deeper understanding what is really life about, what is really important, what is eternal. And this is the real values, the values of family, the values of Judaism, the values of things that are eternal. And it is with these things that will continue always to be stronger. And with the help of God, Hashem should protect everyone in the world. Everyone should be healthy and to be able to have a Pesach, Kasher Vesameach, a kosher and happy, and I will add a healthy Pesach. And please God, this year not only we'll eat the Matzah, but we'll eat the sacrifice of Pesach in the temple. So we're all going to meet each other there in Yerushalayim. We all know the address on the other side of the Kotel with the beta HaMikdash, with the coming of Mashiach, Bimeira, B'yamenu, Amen. Amen. Thank you very much.